You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. This show is broadcasting live from the Podcast Detroit studios in Royal Oak, Michigan. For more information about the show or our network, please visit www.podcastdetroit.com. Coming to you from the Detroit Sound Studios above Active 8 Gaming, it's The Undercard. Bringing you the best in hand combat coverage with feature interviews, major events, and the hottest ring girls from around the nation. The Undercard is part of the Podcast Detroit Network. And now, here they are, always in your corner, Brad, Marv, and Jimmy. Welcome to the Undercard. It's another Tuesday night in mid-October. Weather is great in Michigan. If you're listening from elsewhere, that's probably nice too. If it's nice in Michigan, there's something to this <laughs> Not global if you're in warming. California. There's something to this global warming. Ireland would say as they brace for hurricane. Oh my God! Something, Have something. you seen that? Yes, dude. Oh man! Like I- Ireland, you're like, a- Ireland's like what? <laughs> Wait, hold on, what? <laughs> They're like, what are you talking about? The hurricane. We we haven't had a hurricane in thousands of years. Uh, I, I think. Quick, get the potatoes. Isn't that the now you can't say anything about global warming when Ireland is bracing down? And, and, and Pete, and <laughs> climate change deniers are going to deny no matter what anybody says. Yeah, all I mean, of the UK is. is yeah. Well, but Ireland's like right yeah. in the path. Ireland's like, yeah, might just wash away. <laughs> Ireland is shit. They're just taking their heads <laughs> and putting them between their legs because they know they're fucked. <laughs> exactly. You know, the the only country that probably does uh, Guinness <laughs> instead of water for the survival. You know, like yeah. they say, load up. On they're gonna, they're, yeah, instead of handing oh out God. bottles of water, they're going to hand out Jameson yeah. and Guinness. Yeah. The supermarkets still have water, but Guinness is is a tough supply. <laughs> right. People are fighting in the aisles over Guinness, knowing that they might not be able to get it. But we well, hope Guinness everybody. Is, I mean, Guinness is a meal, though. I yeah, mean, exactly. You know, it's a whole it's a whole thing. In all seriousness, though, our, yeah. our brothers and sisters in Ireland, uh, we we wish you well. But I mean, uh, there might be something to this global warming thing when uh, when <laughs> Ireland's Ireland's gonna get it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, seriously, if 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 climate change deniers haven't all haven't come to their senses by now. They could be standing in the middle of a super hurricane, tornado, firestorm, geo that geostorm movie or whatever could be happening. They're like, nope, it's it's all a hoax. It's it's not real. It's it's all natural. Now uh, I wanted to start off the show. We got a, a great show for you if you're a fight fan. Uh, in the beginning of the show, I, I hope I have the order right because uh, producer Rochelle just stepped out. But we have Mike Shinovar, who is fighting one of the Shaw brothers on on WXC. That's coming up November 11th, Veterans Day. Uh, I just talked to Mike All about right. the Veterans Day thing, and uh, he booked um, he booked our uh, anthem talent uh, Rebecca to honor the troops. Uh, she sang she sang the anthem at Golden Gloves before, but she's officially Team Undercard now. So it's okay. not only our ring girls there, but Rebecca, who you're about. the blonde yeah. Uh, Amy Hay. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I think I know. Who she's going to be singing the anthem, right. and there's going to be a tribute to the the veterans as they can do it. But Mike Shinovar's fighting on there, heavy metal Mike Shinovar. And then later on the show, probably. Oh, God, when would be the last time? Okay, so probably since Sims fought. No, 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 no. Since uh, uh, Demetrius Banks fought 
Craig Lewis. This is the best fight that has happened in Michigan. Okay. Two, two undefeated prospects. Isaiah Jones is going against uh, Antonio Wade. Antonio okay. Wade's going to be joining us at about like 820 mark, 815 yeah, 810, mark. Yeah, 810, But I wanted to start off the show. Mm-hmm. Bitching and complaining. I'm 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 all aghast <laughs> since I have no idea what we're doing. But it, but the the cool thing is it's a topic you can jump right into. Okay. All right. Well, so, you know I would anyways. Huge Cub guy. All right. Um, yeah, yeah, we cu- know. Cu- Cub guy. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. Also coach. Sorry. Also Sorry. also coach Little League yep. baseball. How are they doing? By the way, uh, we're doing good. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Uh, we got one more game left, and uh, we're not nice. a bad team. Good. <laughs> we're pretty good, actually. Took me a while to figure it out how fast the game moved, but now, now, are, now we're okay. Are you are you able to coach? Or are you still sidelined? Oh no 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 no! Oh, okay. I, I appealed it all the way to oh, Bristol, you? Connecticut. Oh in, wow! Uh, uh, Little League headquarters, and I, I was back in. Oh good. Yeah, all right. you can't say the f word around kids. That, that will get you <laughs> no, a game you suspension. Can't. Yeah, too. I apologize. You got to be careful. Yeah, but I I quickly chucked boxing and MMA as the reason why I said the f word. Uh, I, I just said I'm around athletes that use it all the time. Yeah. You know, that was my defense. Yeah. It's no. a, a true defense. It's still a poor defense. But a true defense. Well, but. I mean, my defense for being an asshole is that I'm a vet, but still makes me an asshole. <laughs> you know, I mean. <laughs> I hate it. But uh, so game five happened in uh, my son he, uh, couldn't stay up. And while while we we're watching the game. Uh, it was. You're a talking four, about the Cubs now. Uh, yeah, so Cubs okay. Nationals game. Five, okay, all right, four and a half hour game. Okay, game gets done at twelve thirty, right? Okay, tonight Major League Baseball, right, uh-huh. is starting the Cubs Dodgers game at nine p.m. Eastern. Uh-huh. Now this is this is all I'm gonna say, Jimmy. Buy in or buy buy out. You're killing your fan base, your younger fans, because they can't stay up and watch this. I can barely stay up and watch it. I'm falling asleep. Huge Cubs guy. My son cannot, as much as he tries to fight sleep, can't get past one. Why are you starting a big game with two markets, Chicago and L.A., at 9 p.m.? You start in baseball, 8 o'clock gets done at 1230. This game's going to go to 2 in the effing morning. Mm -hmm. Uh you're killing the 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 sport for kids. This is the time of year you want them watching. October, what? not the games that don't matter in it's, August. It's the it's tonight, right? Tonight, so nine. Hold on, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna look something up first before I jump in. Now they'll say they pushed it back because the Yankees are playing um, at five o'clock. The Yankees are playing uh, Houston. Mm-hmm. They want that game over to be nine. You have to move up the American League game and then move up the National League game. Now they'll say it's West Coast. But it's not fair to the East Coast fans. Mm-hmm. Well, I no mean, kid, it's... you you can't give me a reason a ten year old or nine year old should should want to stay up that late. I yeah. mean, there's if no it's reason. In, if it's in L.A., I can understand it being an earlier game. But if it's in Chicago, where are you waving at? At the camera in the room. If it's in Chicago, then it should be Chicago time. You know, normal seven. Right. Eight o'clock start. We'll, we'll still get it to 12.30. We found out the other night. This game's going to go super late. Yeah. Um, this is just an argument I have because Major League Baseball does everything else right. Uh, their apps are fun. The 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 Everything they do is so fan-friendly, except mm-hmm. when it comes to the postseason, these games start way too late. And 
That's my beef. I'm just getting it out there. Well, it also has to do with the fact that they're fighting for ratings with like other TV shows and stuff like that. And there's a lot of shows that debut at eight o'clock that people are going to watch. Like they're like, okay, well, if the game's on, or I got to watch this, I'm going to watch this, and then I'll turn on the game. So if you turn on, if you make the game later, then you don't have that problem because they'll watch it after you know they're. Their show's done or whatever. Plus, you know, like you said, the Yankees uh, are playing earlier, so they want that game to be over before they broadcast another game. So they're not competing against themselves, basically. Uh, but yeah, it, it. But you also have to. You also have to. Um, Why it's okay for football to do that? It's okay for football to have simultaneous games playing at the same time, and the Super Bowl starts at six thirty. Yeah, I know. I, I'm not. I'm not agreeing with no it. I'm just saying. It I'm not agreeing with it. I'm just you know trying to get into the mindset of why they would do something well, their like logic this. Is flawed. Well, and also, like I said, you know, who are they playing? They're playing L.A., God. which is one LA. of the biggest markets television-wise, okay. right? But not a big market sports-wise. Well, so that's also the other thing is that you you know when you have a team that's on the East Coast, you have a team on the West Coast. Sometimes you gotta swap back and forth, you know, an earlier start time and then a later start time so that both sides can get that right around 5, 6 o'clock uh, time, time frame that the game starts. Otherwise, if you always did There's it on East Coast time. only a two-hour time, difference between the two. It's three. Mm-mm. L.A. And Chicago. and Chicago is three hours. It's four for Michigan. Seven o'clock Chicago, six o'clock Mountain and Central Mountain, and then five o'clock. So I I could see it three, and I could see it two. I see what he's saying by saying three, because one, two, three, three, and I can see what you're saying yeah. two. Yeah, I see. Both of you guys are right. It depends on you yeah. Know. Yeah, it depends on how you're doing math. <laughs> And how you consider time zones. Exactly. Yeah. But um, take away five is three. No, 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 no. He would be right if you're doing it that way. I'm counting all of them together. Okay, so this is bad radio, but here, here we go through it, right? Central time, mountain time, Pacific time. There's three. So I'm giving it you that way. If you're subtracting, Jimmy would be right because it would be seven o'clock on central time. Six o'clock mountain time, five o'clock, seven minus five is two. He so said four. No, oh. I said three. No. I said three. You said four. Well, then he's, oh, three, then no, he's I thought, talking I thought Eastern. I said three. I'm sorry. I thought I said three. I misheard everybody then. Yeah, I thought yeah. somebody had two and I saw I, I could have been wrong. I, I think I held up three fingers oh. too. Anyways, the East Coast is getting effed. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, just but like absolutely. I said, but like I said, it's. Well, so it's central then. Central, that's 8 o'clock start. Still, I mean, yeah. still, it's a late start. But if you're taking a, a kid to the game, you, you expect him not to be awake for right. the... Are they playing like, in L.A. or are they playing, playing in, in Chicago? Chicago. In Chicago. Oh, then that's totally different. Eight you should, start. You, your start time should be based on the area that you're playing in. If they were playing in L.A. and the that's game... That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. If they were playing in L.A. and it, they had a 6 o'clock start time, but it didn't start until 9 o'clock, you know... The, right, but they're starting here. Yeah, that's they too late. They started at 7 o'clock. That's too late. Their yeah, time. That's too late. That's way Major too late. Major League Baseball does everything right, and Rochelle will agree because she's been to some of these stadiums that I've, I've, I've been to. Everything they do is almost right. Two things they do wrong. One Start times? Yeah, that is for sure it. Um, and, and two, they, they aren't bridging the gap. They're making it cooler for older people, but for the kids – 
kids when I was a kid I could kids name, don't care about going on a Ferris wheel right I, I used to be able to name everybody on every team mm-hmm. I talk to kids now obviously we we said I coach they don't know anybody any stars besides the time Michael I think Keb, Keb, baseball cards Michael used to Keb, help with that Cabra is that what he said the other day Michael Cabrera yeah 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 Miguel, Miguel Cabrera, Cabrera. Um, baseball cards helped think, that though I think baseball cards did help that but I also think that you're Kind of a rarity because I didn't really know anybody growing up that knew like I baseball. I mean, and I you have, knew, and I didn't have you like, knew, a, like a, the na- a male figure in my life. It was my mom and me. Yeah, and I knew tigers. Right, I'm saying, but, but could you, knew, you name four I, cast members from the London production of Phantom of the Opera? Even I can't do that. Okay. No, but I know Sarah Brightman. That's about I knew. Michael Crawford. And Michael, well, I mean, obviously. We're halfway there. Like we were saying the other day, like we also knew the Atlanta Braves and we knew the Cubs growing up. So we knew those three three teams. Yeah, see, nobody that I knew knew – like you knew the the Tigers. Right. But – and you didn't know all the Tigers. You just knew like the big names of the Tigers. Right. You didn't know the entire roster. You knew the manager, Sparky. Unless you're my Uncle Joe. Well, I'm saying, but as a kid, you (laughs) know, growing up, it was was totally – Totally different. We well, were, yeah, yeah. We were more in, you know, the, the the at least the kids that I hung around with. You know, we were more into video games and comic books and Star Wars and you know all that kind of stuff. Like, you know, you could ask a kid. You know, I was into my friends. Too. I know right. you could ask one of my friends. You know, what is the name of the giant robot bounty hunter in in Empire Strikes Back? And they'd say IG eighty eight. You know, but. You ask them, you know, who was playing with the Cubs or IG80 uh, or whatever, and they wouldn't know that. IG is the the one with the real narrow head. He he's standing there with the bounty hunters when Darth Vader's uh, talking about. There's there's IG88. There's Bossic, which is the lizard looking dude. I there, know who that is. Yeah, then there's and there's the one with the cloth Boba around Fett. his head. Yeah, what was his name? <laughs> I, I don't remember the fat guy. Uh, Jabba? No, 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 no. You guys jumped in my throat. Because I read the Bounty Hunter book with the short stories on where Boba Fett got out of the thing. Yeah, the Sarlacc pit. Yeah, it's going to bother me. But so it's just I know it's a complaint. It's just that, and I have a kid that. Oh yeah, I don't remember him at all. Uh what? That's like one of my favorite scenes in Empire. That's when Boba Fett. They, they they hang out with the asteroid field or the no trash? No, they go with the trash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, here's um, the scene, but I don't remember him. I think my eyes always like focused on Boba and the lizard. Yeah, Boba was pretty cool. Boba so, was Boba was pretty cool. And I've never seen that guy before. Yeah. I've never seen that guy in my life. He, if you ever watch Robot Chicken, they do quite a few things with him uh, when they do their Star Wars specials. All right. What time is our first guest, Rochelle? Seven twenty. So that's in a few minutes. But that so that's my beef with the Eastern time I, and zone. Yeah, Everything's getting I later. Agree. And and I would say and I would say that, you know, oh. your 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 start time should be based on the the place that you're playing at. So if you're in Chicago, your start time should be seven o'clock or six o'clock Chicago time. If you're right. in LA, it should be six o'clock LA time, you know. And if it's later to watch on the East Coast or on Central Time or whatever, yeah, it's just the the nature of the beast. But yeah, starting it that late in Chicago, that's just ridiculous. Um, 
and, th- and it applies to what we cover too, fight games. I mean, how, how can you get a young UFC fan when every card starts at 10 pay-per-view? Oh, and then in boxing, the boxing, boxing yeah. goes way too late. Yeah, My kids never make it for the main event. Like I have to nap when I know I have to work and watch boxing. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's just it's crazy. And, and you can say, once again, Las Vegas, but just push it up for Las Vegas. You know, just make it at 2 o'clock start or something like that i don't know i just bitching and complaining but so that's what i wanted to start off with because i just don't think that they um are taking in little kids consideration especially because this is the best time of year for baseball and every game is so much fun to watch yeah and the kids aren't getting to experience it so anyways uh if we have time i'm going to try to do this really quick i don't know if i um will have time though uh what um, so the, no, 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 no. Uh, the best thing about, uh, best and worst thing about each state was put out by MSN. And I was going to see if, uh, y- you could figure out some of the best things about each state and worst things, but I didn't want to run into our first guest. Date? You mean like day of the month? No, 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 no. The best things about each state. Each state? Yep. Yes. Oh, I thought you were saying each date. Yep. Uh, oh, each state. Yep. Okay. So, like Alabama, what do you think the best thing about Alabama is? Football. Uh, she actually got it right. I, they're saying they're the best in. College I was going to say. I was going to say the fact that it's not it's from Mississippi. To, uh, uh, worst thing about Alabama. It's Alabama. No, nobody walks anywhere. Just one point two percent of the commuters in Alabama walk to work. It's the lowest share in the country. It's also because Ala- it's spread out. Yeah. Well, it's also Alabama, which is uh, pretty bad. Best thing about Alaska. Uh, I'd have to say the nature. I, I'm going to give you credit on that. Yeah. Uh, it is resource-ish. Yeah. Uh, it has the the four of the country's ten biggest national parks. Yeah. Uh, worst. I would say isolation. I would give you kind of partial credit on that. Okay. Looking for work. The nation's biggest okay. state by landmass has the country highest unemployment rate currently. Yeah. Uh, so like there's 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 other ones of it, but um, yeah, we'll go we'll go through them later. Yeah, uh, because there's some really ones that are kind of kind of fun. But really quickly, uh, Hollywood, California. What do you think? Best I just gave thing? away the best thing Bet. is Hollywood. Fuck. I was gonna say, <laughs> uh, what's the worst thing? Best thing about Traffic. California. Uh, the worst thing about California: earthquakes and fires. Uh, air pollution. Tenth oh, worst yeah. city in the world. Yeah. Caused by um, traffic. Caused by yeah. smug. Yeah, where you can't even see the city sometimes when you look down into it. Yeah. Um, dude, there's some really good ones, though. Like, I like states that, like, I just love making fun of. What's the best <laughs> thing about Ohio? Oh, yeah. Let me find it. Hold on. Because it's I alphabetical. Why don't you dial up Mike and I'll find it and maybe we'll give Mike, Mike one, too. <laughs> best thing about Hawaii, really quick. It's Hawaii. Uh, the, I would say just the beauty of it. Flowers. Um, actually, Fruit. no, the best thing about it is it strives for equality. Black racial inequality is the least severe in Hawaii mm. by okay. leaps and bounds compared to uh, white uh, uh, Hawaiians. Okay. Um, so it, it has the best margin of that. What's the worst thing? Uh, I would say the cost of living. Yeah. No, it's sleep. Uh, Nobody cor- sleeps. Uh, yeah, 44% of Hawaiians get insufficient sleep, according to the yeah. CDC, the largest share of any state by double digits. don't want to sleep when you're there. There's so much cool shit to and, do. Yeah, that would that would Is be one dialing? of them. I don't know. I don't hear it dialing. The call failed. He gave you a wrong number. 
<laughs> well, uh, best thing about uh, Indiana. Best thing about Indiana? Indiana. Indiana Jones. I would say John Cougar Mellencamp, but it's not. (laughs) No, I – Indiana. I don't know. They say hoops heaven. Um, Whether you're high school or college, Indiana is the place to be. Worst thing about it. The fact that it's Indiana. (laughs) Uh, Not welcoming. In 2015, (laughs) Governor Mike Pence signed what consider anti-gay legislation. That's all all you had to say with That sparked demands for boycotting of the state. That, 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 yeah, you, that, all you had to say was Mike Pence and immediately. Pfft. Yeah. So the best is, uh, Iowa's best and worst thing is the same thing. What's our number? Because it's, I'm going to try having calls. Uh, I don't We're know. having some technical difficulties, but I, I will entertain, I will entertain the masses as we have technical difficulties. Um, yeah, I'm having a brain so the best thing about Iowa is also the worst thing about Iowa, by Potatoes. the way. No. The best thing about Iowa is they have the Iowa the caucus and they get to pick first out of oh, everybody right. yeah, for yeah, a presidential yeah. election. The worst thing about Iowa is yeah. everybody has to pick behind Iowa <laughs> and front runners get a head start uh, because Iowa uh, gives their state residents more power through a caucus. <laughs> That's awesome that they're best in there. Their worst thing is the what? same thing. Through a what? You know, the caucuses, like Iowa, whatever. The cactus. The cactuses. The cactuses in Arizona. Best thing about Kentucky, worst thing about Kentucky. Um, oh, you got it? Um, uh, best thing about Kentucky, I would say You can bourbon. marry your cousin. I would say bourbon. <laughs> uh, no, no, it is actually uh, horses. Uh, oh, Kentucky right. Derby yeah, and yeah. Uh, uh, famous for breeding and raising of uh that. And, What's the worst thing about Kentucky? Uh, you, you can marry your cousin. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, one in four adults smoke cigarettes. That's the highest oh, smoking rate ooh, in the country. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, you'd probably want to smoke cigarettes and other stuff if you had to live in Kentucky, too. Yep. So is he going to be able to call or you want I'm me to trying. keep going through states? You're working on it? Just keep going. All right. Massachusetts, best thing. Who uh, Massachusetts? I'd New say the, on the block. I'd say the history. Uh, no, it's going to say fewest trigger fingers. Massachusetts has the fewest firearms deaths per capita in any state. I'm going to say nuke it's on the block. What's the Go. worst thing New kids about on the Massachusetts? Block. <laughs> <laughs> worst thing. Uh, worst thing about Massachusetts. Uh, they killed all the witches. The, no. Yeah. That, no. Uh, I would say pre internet data. I was going to say the worst thing about Massachusetts is not a whole lot of. Well, no, that's actually not. No, true. no, you might have been going somewhere. Not a whole lot of what? I would say not a whole lot of like. I don't want to say not history is not it, but like tourist traps no, or no, something. No, no, okay, no. Massachusetts has the low, lowest annual birth rate in in the country. Oh, all right. So no, no, no kids allowed. All right, <laughs> Michigan's best and worst. Michigan's best has got to be the our Great Lakes. The Great Lakes yep. and the Upper Peninsula. The Great Lakes may not border yep. an ocean, but it borders four of the five Great Lakes. Yeah. The worst thing about Detroit. Detroit. It is, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Detroit's downward spiral. As you Detroit, said You said the worst thing about Detroit. Oh, I did? Yeah. yeah shit. And <laughs> you know what? Well, though? I was going to say Detroit. Well, actually, it's not just Detroit. It's Detroit, Flint, Saginaw. Like, you, you got to combine those three. 
So how how I got no, on this? They're nowhere near you. How I got on I know, this. but they still are what brings everything down. Um so so how I thought this would be a fun subject is when I saw it um when it talks about Detroit's downward spiral, it says as Detroit's auto industry suffered numerous setbacks, the city has experienced mm. decades long econo- uh, economic <laughs> decline Skype and population loss. Um well, we'll we'll go to a break here in a second and we'll figure it out. But uh, you, the picture they use for this is their old studio. Oh, no, really? Wah, the, the Russell? Russell? <laughs> 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 Detroit's downward spiral. Oh, my God. The Russell. <laughs> Actually, I was – It looks familiar. <laughs> well, I, I drive by there every day because I live, you know, like a couple miles away from there. And I, w- I was actually like I, – I was curious – I was driving there uh, by there, and I'm like, you know what? I'd be really curious to like go up to the fourth floor again, <laughs> and then like go like where the studio used to be and see what's there. No thanks. Right. Well, I see mean, if the bench is still there. I was actually that was going to be a thing is seeing if they were still like the bench and everything's still there. But yeah, I uh, found some old pictures on my phone the other day. I, I have a ton of pictures from when we were at the Russell. Well, this was when it was one particular day. We were sitting in the hallway. It was you, me, Marv, Shakespeare. <laughs> and somebody else. And that was the day she was telling a very interesting story about her and her friend and what yeah, they did. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I think I know the story yeah, you're you know telling. you know what story. Yeah. I think I know the story I was you're like, telling me. I yeah. remember that day. <laughs> yeah, I think we all remember that day. Uh, the best of Ohio. You want to take a guess? Cleveland. <laughs> Cleveland. Uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Okay. located okay. in Cleveland. Okay. Worst has the there, industrial. It's Ohio. No, severe drug problem. Oh, daily spending oh, yeah. per person on drugs oh, in Ohio. Meth in is Ohio huge. is the, well, the highest. That's on the border mo- mo- of us. There. I would say, well, actually, most of the heroin issues and meth issues that have crept up in Michigan recently, they uh, actually stemmed because the batches were made in Ohio, and they made uh, I forget what it's. It's like a heroin, but it's like. Uh, uh, it's like ten times more potent than normal heroin. So all these heroin users are now ODing because they're using the same amount that they normally did, and it's it's causing them to OD. And that batch is originating in Ohio, mm. but they can't find it and shut it down. Hmm. That's that's cool. I, I mean, yeah, Ohio right. once again. That's not cool. I mean, it's just not Ohio, cool. I mean, not cool. But once again, Ohio getting bad name. Well, how does Cedar Point not? Because Cedar, Cedar Point's not Ohio. Cedar Point's its own identity. That's right. It's like it's like Washington D.C. inside Virginia. It's its own entity. Who has it's the worst Cedar Point? Who has the worst weight problem? You think out of all the states? Texas, West Virginia. No. Oh, and it's measured by health. Hey guys, thirty-seven point seven percent adult obesity rate. Oof, in West Virginia. Mm. Um, I would say. What do you think about West uh, Wisconsin? What's the best thing about Wisconsin? Cheese. Uh, raise a glass. It's home to 10 of the 20 drunkest cities in America. <laughs> well, I mean, what else is there to do in Wisconsin? Exactly. Well, Pabst Blue Ribbon comes from there and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I want to see if you can get uh, this last one, if I can click to it, and then we'll we'll, we'll try to figure out our Skype problems. I'm going to take a break. Try yeah, to let, yeah let's take a break, try to figure right. it out really quick, and then uh, we'll be back. 
All right, we are back. Sorry for the technical uh, difficulties, right. but we're joined by Sydney and Cody now. So we Voltron is completely together, <laughs> and we're going to see if this works. All right, we we're going to try this. This is something we've never done before, so we're going to see if it works. Sorry, we're calling them right now. Oh, wait, hold on. That might be mine. Oh, there we go. Wow, it worked. Well, the question is, is, is it going to work on this, though? I'll, I'll yeah. be able to see You, you probably get a lot of porn pop-up ads or something. <laughs> <laughs> Hello? Hey, Mike. You're live on the undercard. How are you doing, buddy? Doing good. How are you doing? Oh, good. Works. Sorry. Uh, technical, uh, technical issues there with Skype. But we were able to find you through Jimmy's phone, through the board, and back through. How you been, man? I've <laughs> been awesome, man. I've been, been hanging out, working out, getting ready for this fight. All right, so I'm going to cut straight to the chase here. we got Cody and, and Jimmy in here. Most people avoid the Shaw brothers. They're probably, if I had to say SFS, they're, they're probably the most talented guys out of SFS. Uh, I even put them ahead of Taylor Moore. You're going right, <laughs> I'm being honest, you're going right, right to them. And uh, you're an underdog in this, but, well, but tell us what you're bringing to it. Well, Honestly, I'm bringing what I bring every time. You know, you know me. I, I'm I'm never give up. I'm never gonna just go in there and like not give a guy a fight. They, I don't know what other people are thinking, but any any opponent I've ever had, it been against, uh, never been like such an easy fight that it was like a blowout for them. So I don't know. I just I just trying to bring my Gracie technique in and bring my heart in, and you know. Go through it. Go through it like I do all my other fights. Now, um, I, I believe that you have incredible heart. Maybe the best heart you know I, I've seen when you were in an amateur. Uh, I, I know you're going to bring bring your all. But um, does any part of Josh's game is it something that you've not seen before, or or that you worry about? And obviously, your strong. Uh, uh, background in Gracie Jiu-Jitsu, your strength would be probably Jiu-Jitsu, even though he comes from SFS. Uh, what are you looking for against Josh? What's he going to bring to you? Striking? Josh is going to bring a lot of strength to me, I think. I think he's going to be a very, very strong opponent. Obviously, it's going to be in a higher weight class that I'm not normally used to. So that may take some adjusting. My first fight was 155, but it was an amateur fight. You know, like, I, I go in there like, not expecting a whole lot. And like I said, it was an amateur fight. This is a pro fight. He's going to be strong. He's going to have a lot of wrestling technique, I think. And I've been against a lot of wrestlers. And I just got to do what I normally do is just kind of fight it. So, so fight what? Take down, fight, fight trying to get down to the ground. And like, if I do get down to the ground, hopefully I'm on top. So what have you done in this training camp that's different than uh, other training camps? Well, this training camp, I've been um, I've been actually doing a lot of workouts in the morning, and I've been working out at the gym here at night. I'm, I'm actually at, I'm actually at the gym right now, <laughs> doing some technique. So in the morning, I'd be, I'll be doing conditioning, strength, and everything like that to do the rest of my day, go through my diet and everything, really focus on it, and then come into the gym at night, get my sparring in, get my technique in, and just kind of like kind of trying to. What I've been trying to do for years, like being an all-around athlete, and I'm really working hard at it this game. Now, 
Now, uh, we're talking with Mike Shinovar. His fight is happening uh, Saturday, November 11th at the Hype Athletics Western Wayne Center for Warrior Extreme uh, Cage Fighting. Uh, that's Veterans Day they're honoring, and uh, he's going against a very tough opponent in Josh Shaw. Josh Shaw just coming off a loss, uh, I believe, in China uh, not too long ago, uh, about midsummer or something like that. Um, but, Mike, uh, I, 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 I'm pulling for you with the heart and everything like that. Um, so tell us uh, who's in your camp and what um, they, you know, what encouragement are they giving you? Because I, I, I'm much more familiar with SFS and how they run a camp. But uh, who's in your camp right now and who are you working out with? Working out with Dave Gomez and Mr. Gibson, as always. They're my coaches and they'll, they'll be here till I till I retire my gloves, I'm sure. Um, I got Matt Rogers, who is going to be on the undercard, uh, on the amateur card, who's here training with me, and he provides a great wrestling background. Him and uh, his friend Lance, their their kids went to states this year, I believe, or last year, I should say. So they they have great wrestling background. Um, and Dana, who is also another uh, person on the amateur card, as well as training here, so. We got a we got a good few couple of fighters coming into this fight, and we're really focused, really honed in on what we need to do, and what we got to what we got to do to get get this fight on. Now, uh, it's been I'm trying to think the last time you fought. You know better than me, but I'll look it up really quick. It's been a little bit, and the the thing that maybe uh, Gracie Academy I'd like to see more of is I'd like to see you guys fighting more. Is is it just that you guys are focused as a gym on jujitsu so much that a lot of fighters aren't coming out, or are you guys very selective about the events that you guys are are, are taking in? Well, I'm, if I'm going to be honest, like we originally had a few fighters coming in, like who wanted to fight in the amateurs with the uh, with the whole regulations and things. A lot of it has deterred a lot of people from wanting to do it, which is fine. Like regulations makes us like the amateur regulations makes it legit and everything. And it's definitely weaned out a lot of fighters that would want to come in and do it. You know, and they start hearing that they got to pay for medicals and stuff like that. You know, it kind of, kind of steers, steers them away. Um, currently we only have a few fighters in the gym. You know, we, there's a, it's been a lot, a lot of drop off, honestly. But it's not not for lack of people wanting to come and fight, you know what I'm saying? Like like I said, they'll come in, you know, want to want to fight, but then hear about what they have to do, and then they just kind of get weeded out. So do you think that's I, a do you, do you think that's a good thing that uh, a lot of the people are getting kind of uh, the people that really aren't that serious about it are kind of getting uh, weeded out, so that you know Michigan I mean, is not so watered down. Yeah, exactly. Honestly, it's like oversaturation. We're we're gonna have a lot less of it. So, it's, so it's we're gonna have a lot more quantity. legit people in the gym. People who are serious about fighting. People who are, want to make it to that next level. It'll legitimize legitimize Michigan MMA in the end. I think. But we, as like I said, here at the gym, here I, I, we just uh, we I wish we had more fighters. <laughs> so if, they, if anybody wants to come down to Hoyt Gracie Jiu Jitsu. Here in Southgate, if you guys train, ever, if you guys we ever, great, wanna, we got a great training camp. If here. you guys ever want to cross train or you need some sparring, uh, you guys should come check out <laughs> Michigan Tau Team. 
<laughs> see, see, Cody's giving a plug for uh, cross training there, so that's great. No, I'm lo- I'm looking the 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 last fight you had was September 10th, 2016. You you think there'll be some ring rust? I mean, you're you're officially uh, past the year mark. Um, typically, for somebody early on in their career, Cody would know better. You you, you want to fight a little bit more? Are you worried about a little bit of ring rust or not at all? Or was it getting healthy? No. Because I know you were battling some in- injuries too. Yeah, I was battling some injuries, and uh, I, I, I wanted to be in way sooner than this. You know, I had I had everything set up for a fight previous, and then I was battling a lot of injuries, and it now it's just the time. You know, like, and I I, I want to go. It's like it's, it's at a higher weight class and everything, but I want to go win. I want to go. I want to show I'm not afraid of anybody who's out there to fight. I want to show people that I'm a legitimate fighter, no matter what class I'm going to be put in. Like no, no matter what class I'm in, I'm gonna come out there. I'm gonna give it my all, and probably gonna give, just come out with a W. Now, uh, your nickname's Heavy Metal because you were also a lead singer in a metal band when I when I first met you. Are you still a lead singer, uh, lead singer in a band or no? Oh uh, yeah, yes I am. Yep, <laughs> November 18th we're having another show actually, and I cut my I got my hair in a mohawk now, so. Okay. Look out for that. Heavy uh, metal. We're going. <laughs> so you might be <laughs> sporting metal. a black eye, win or lose, uh, on stage. You you could be. You could have a shiner still because you're fighting the week before, right? Win or lose, you might have you might have some war wounds. That just even makes you more heavy metal. That's pretty cool. That's right. It'll, it'll look really cool on stage. <laughs> now now this is a serious question because uh, it was it was kind of Brandon McLaughlin. Uh, he had the most seasoned uh, fight career of anybody from Hoist Gracie's Academy. And, you know, for whatever reason, Brandon leaves and, and, and so on. But you're, you're kind of now the veteran there. You, you, you have the most fights. Um, what's it like to be a veteran at a gym like that? And are you helping out the younger, younger people um, with jiu-jitsu and stuff? Are you taking on more of a leadership role with Vic over there and stuff? Or what, what's your role changed at Hoist Gracie? I know they're your family and you're not going to leave them, but uh, all of a sudden you're playing the senior role now with uh, some people gone. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of it, I I love helping the newer belts who are coming in. I've, I've seen a lot of new faces who come in, and it's a really refreshing experience, you know, to be the guy who has the veteran experience and trying to help mold these people into what maybe I could could have been back then, you know, really help them push them right into the right direction. Maybe they'll want to fight one day or whatever. It's it's really cool. It's like uh, honestly a position I never thought I saw see my, seen myself in because I don't know. I was kind of fighting and hoping really, and then now there is a little bit of leadership in there. Every once in a while, they, like honestly, the people in my gym, uh, they're all I, I look up to all of them. They they really are a great big family to me. So they keep they keep me humbled <laughs> as well as motivated as a leader. And Gomez has forgotten more about jujitsu than all of us know. So you know that's that's the cool thing about uh, Doctor Gomez in there. You know he knows what he's doing. So you're, yeah, you're in good I don't hands. I think there. I'll ever know as much as he is. <laughs> no, no, no. Like I said, he's forgotten more about jujitsu than you know people know. So uh, you're in good hands. <laughs> I will be there. Uh, Cody, you gonna be there November 11th? You got fighters on the uh, MSU yeah, top team. I'll be there. All right, then Cody's gonna be there. Uh, you you got our uh, our backing there, uh, heavy metal as always. So uh, we want right, to give you a shout out. It. 
Um, where can they get tickets uh, and contact you if uh, you're selling tickets? Do you got a fan uh, page? Or? Uh, I have a fan page, uh, Heavy Metal Mike Shinovar, uh on Facebook. Also, I have an Instagram as well, Heavy Metal Mike. Uh, you can get the tickets through, you know, message me through there. Uh, or you can come to the Hoyas Gracie Jiu-Jitsu Academy. We have all the tickets here. Just pop on by, and we can sell them to you right there. Yeah, I'd rather you get the money than the promoters. I'm just being honest. I'd rather the, <laughs> the money go to Mike. So, you know, so. Uh, yeah, I'd get, much get, rather you get the money than the promoters, too. Yeah, so uh, get, get it through uh, Mike Shinovar. I'm always that way with, uh, you know, the fighters getting the money. And so uh, contact Mike. Mike, thanks for joining us really quick. We'll be there, and uh, me and Cody will definitely say hi. And best of luck against Shaw. I mean, I, I, this victory, what? What are you laughing at? Nothing. Oh, this victory, uh, you know, that it's going to be a huge in your career. I'll talk to you soon, my man. Yeah, yeah good luck. I'm always rooting against whoever's fighting SFS. <laughs> Cody. <laughs> All right, I'll talk to you soon, man. Take care. Bye. Was I not wrapping it up quick enough no. for the What's on Tail? No, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. It has no, nothing no. to do with that. That I was taken aside? No, it has nothing to do with that either. Well, I'd like to I'll know. Tie, I'll tell you on the break. All right. Go I'll what's be on... right with the world. And I'll be right <laughs> with right. the world. Go what's on tap, and okay, uh, we'll be on. back. I got I to gotta switch things now because... Can we prank call people with that? <laughs> I mean, it shows up on... It's my number that would show up. So uh, yeah, but we could, we could use one of those... Uh, Blockers. Apps, those apps. We can yeah. call through an app. Uh, we could like use someone else's number and like, call somebody. Oh, we could. Preferably Darren's number. I was gonna say. <laughs> and who do you want to prank call? Prank call Darren. Tell him it's just someone so from the government. We're coming to get his guns. <laughs> No, because like five minutes later, Darren comes storming in here with like five AKs and dual wielding sidearms. He doesn't know your number, huh? He doesn't know your number. Now you could figure it out. Why is this? Hold on. (laughs) All right, hold on here. Oh yeah, so the baby she had him. Oh, there you go. How many did she end up having? Eight. Wow. All right. Once again, this is What's on Tap, sponsored by Falling Down Beer Company. October 19th at Las Vegas on ESPN2, we have Gabrielle, or Gabriel Rosado versus Glenn Tapia. Ten rounds for the middleweights. Uh, moving on to October 20th at Mexico City on Telemundo, we have Carlos Ruiz versus Luis Miguel Montano. Ten rounds for the junior lightweights. Uh, October 21st, Verona, New York on HBO. Uh, Jezreel Corrales versus Alberto Machado. 12 rounds for Corrales' WBA junior lightweight title. At Belfast, Northern Ireland, HBO, it's on a same-day tape. We have Ryan Burnett versus Zanhat Zakanyanov. 12 rounds for the IBF WBA bantamweight title unification. Uh, Newark, New Jersey on the Audience Network. I think that's a new uh, cable station. That's why I included it. Okay. Uh, We have Murat Gassiev versus Christoph Wildekarskik. 12 rounds for the IBF uh, Cruiserweight title World Boxing Super Series quarterfinals. Uh, Moving on to October 22nd uh, at Tokyo on ESPN2. Tokyo. We have Hassan 
Nandam versus Ryota Murata. It's a rematch, 12 rounds for Nadam's WBA regular middleweight title. Moving on to MMA, Bellator 185 on October 20th. We have Musai versus Shlomenko. Uh, that is in Connecticut in the United States. October 21st, UFC Fight Night 118. Uh, Cerrone versus Till. Uh, that's in Poland. And once again, that's What's on Tap, sponsored by Falling Down Beer Company. We're going to go to a quick couple of songs, and we'll be right back. You back? Yes. Welcome back to the undercard. We're discussing uh, production. You got to get like a signal going, like like an umpire or something. You got to clap your hands so we know. Yeah, like do do something so we're know we're coming. We back need, up. you know, what we need, we need. We, where's my bell? Just I, I was gonna say no. What we need is one one of those like uh, siren things that go wee, you know. And when we're like five seconds out, it just they'll, it'll light up and it'll go because you don't pay attention to when she says anything, so you don't yeah. hear anything. By the way, really quickly, Cody, and this uh, I'm definitely not mad at you, but uh, you said I'm mad at you. I don't. No, know. no. You you said that you were mad at um. Oh shit, who was he mad at last week? I wasn't. Well, uh, Cormier, right? Oh, and you yeah. said it, you said it first on our show, and then MMA Junkie ran with it that you said it first on another show. I think it, I think it was MMAfighting.com. Yeah, I was like, damn. It was, a, it was a video interview I did, and that like video went, interviews do so much better. It went it went viral. Yeah, I mean like legit. I mean like uh, what is that? So I got I wasn't here. So they tell were, us what happened. Were, so basically, I got on an interview and I said that, and I was kind of getting coaxed into saying it. And it was like, yeah, you know, I don't know if you noticed, but the commentary was pretty biased. And I was like, yeah, it was. It was pretty biased. I felt like uh, they were giving to him, like I was hitting him and they were talking about him the whole time. And then uh, I was like, I think I think uh, Daniel Cormier and Joe Rogan owe me an apology. I was Joe, like, I was like, yeah, was, yeah. I wasn't like, they needed to right, apologize yeah. to me. Or I'm going to freak out. <laughs> right. And, like, it got twisted up to, like, <laughs> the headline of one article, because like a bunch of different articles like spun off this one article, mm-hmm. and they were just quoting me, and it said uh, yeah, Cody Stamen told MMA Fighting News that Joe Rogan and D- DC uh, he's demanding an apology from them, <laughs> and like Daniel Cormier got on Twitter and was like, "Hey man, I'm, I'm sorry," <laughs> and, and I was like, "I was like, you know, you don't you don't owe me like like I appreciate it, but it's not necessary. You know, I'm a big fan of yours." Blah, blah, blah. And then, yeah. you know, like, we had, like, a little conversation. And then there was another article that got posted of the conversation, Daniel Cormier <laughs> and I. And, like, Uriah Faber's fan page uh, shared it. And then I got, like, a lot, a lot, a lot of hate mail. Like, shut up, you whiny little bitch. Like, <laughs> uh, one dude called me, uh, what did he say? Uh, oh, uh, not only are you a roided midget, but you're a, you're a pussy, too, or something. And, like... <laughs> Like it was just like pages of just yeah. haters and like people arguing. That's how you know you made it though. <clears throat> when you get when you have that many haters, that's when you know you've arrived. I mean, something it was working because I got like a couple thousand followers on Twitter, a couple thousand <laughs> followers on Instagram. I mean, just from this like yeah this debate, like some people were just like getting on like uh, I mean anything they could find on my Facebook or anything and just being like 
fuck you, dude. You're a pussy. Joe Rogan's the man, like, defending him. <laughs> like, it's like, man, okay. Joe Rogan's the man. It's like, right, he's a great guy, but. He's cool. I mean, he's really cool. I, I wasn't demanding an apology from anybody. Yeah. Demand a fucking apology now. Um, yeah. They but the cool it. thing is, Cormier gave it to you. That's awesome. Yeah, and I told him, like, it wasn't necessary. And he, he, he was basically just kind of like, he knows. I mean, he. I'm sure he knows how the media does that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. You can be 100% cordial in an interview the whole time, and then you could be like, well, I hate that guy's hair. And it's like, Cody <laughs> hates his hair so much, he wants to kill him. You know what I mean? Like, they just, like, yeah, they it's twist sensationalism. it Sensationalism. That's what all, all it media sells. is. It sells. Exactly. That's exactly, you know. And I get it. I'm they not, have to, I'm, they I'm have not mad at anybody for it. They have to get the heat up or nobody will read their article. Right. I think you're better than posting, like, half-naked pictures of yourself like Paige Van Zant does to get more people. Like, you're just not lying there covering up spots. And, yeah, it's yeah. Really like... You know, whether I mean, you're four page or not, that's the way I she mean, does if, it. <laughs> if I had that, if I had that ability, maybe I would use it to my advantage. Well, that's like all know. the female MMA fighters, all like like Ronda Rousey did it the worst. Yeah, man. yeah. She was on like Sports mm-hmm. Illustrated body be, issue. Sex yeah. sells, though. What I is mean, that? It does man? I don't know. It's like the predator that's, on the that, airline. That's my the fan on my laptop. Oh, wow. It it like it started like three days ago when it spins up a couple of times. It'll like. And sound or whatever, so I got to get it fixed. But it's it is what it is right now. To Cody's it's getting point, a little sticky over there. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dude, I've been single fans. for like seven months. <laughs> that fan's getting a little sticky. It happens, <laughs> you know. Mine doesn't even work anymore. I can't even open it. You know? So sticky. <laughs> if, if McAfee is your biggest expense, internet security, then you know you're into porn. <laughs> you know, like somebody's like, you don't got McAfee on your computer. I don't look up porn on my computer. Right. I don't need McAfee. I, I think I have <laughs> like, a virus. I don't even know what I have. I think I have like AVG or something. Some like free thing. <laughs> I've never had a virus on my phone until Pete and and, and Pete had me look up box. Trevino. Rec. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't even something bad, right? In. Yeah. He goes, have you been having problems with BoxRec? We're at yeah. a press conference. I was like, I'm not having any problems with it. Yeah. Swear to God, I go on it, and I get the same thing he does where it's a pop-up, yeah. like porn yeah. ad. And every time I go on BoxRec now just to check something, it'll give me like 10 seconds to look at it. Yeah. Then it's like pop-up, you're infected, you're infected, you're infected. I was like, it's Fuck. It's, a, it's a phishing uh, adware type of thing. I, I can show you how, how to get rid of that on your phone. Yeah, I'll have yeah. to bring it in charge sometime. It's yeah. got like 2% right now. but yeah, <laughs> your phone's it, always got two percent. Your charger's right there. Your phone's always got two percent. It is two percent. Hit the desk again. Two percent. Oh, it stops the fan, all <laughs> yeah. right? Or it, 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 it starts the fan. It, it unjams yeah. the stickiness of the fan. Yeah, it happens. Do yeah. you have two laptops? One for <laughs> one for pleasure and one for uh, business. No, no. <laughs> Everything no, goes through that one. one. Yeah. Oh I man, Marv was gone. What do you clean it up with? One Kleenex is or? the loneliest number. Kleenex is difficult because it's going to leave some flakes behind. <laughs> there you go. You got to slap it back into place. That's Damn, just, dude. That's what she said. It's it, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it, it, literally, it started like three days ago. I was, I, I wasn't even. I was watching like YouTube or something, and and it started making that noise. I'm like, what the hell is that? And then. I noticed it was the fan, and if and it's it what it, what it what it, the fan is doing is it's dropped. So when it's like this, 
it'll make that noise, but it, like if you tip it up and it's not like hitting the the bottom part anymore, it won't do it. So I got to open it up and I got to readjust the fan and where it sits. Right. That's it. So I just well, haven't done it yet. Whatever you say. We I'm didn't get so to busy. touch on it last week because um, there was too many serious topics going on. We we talked about the Vegas tragedy last oh, week, God. and I'm going to ask Cody. Um, at the end of the show, if he's set up, he's going to auction everything off um, from that event, everything down from his shorts, uh, the hoodies, all that stuff. Oh, shirts. wow. Um, everything's going to be auctioned off. So we'll talk to Cody at the end of the show about that, if he, he's got that set up yet or how he's going to do it. But we didn't even get to talk before our last guest. Hugh Hefner passed away. Yeah. Uh, and uh, some of the best jokes ever were out there on the internet when he passed away. It was like these people were waiting for him to pass for 10 years yep. just to have these jokes. But the funniest one is that everybody should fly their boner at half mass in, yeah. in, in honor well, of Hugh Hefner. My, my other favorite one was a picture <laughs> of a jihadist and it just said, you know, sorry Saddam or whatever, there's no more virgins in heaven. Oh, that one's <laughs> I didn't yep. see that one. The yep. half mass one I saw in that, I can't remember the yep. second joke. But um, he was uh, – it, it, it's weird. He couldn't get away now, and you're especially seeing it with the Harvey Weinstein situation. Uh, Hefner couldn't get away with what he did probably in the 70s mm, nowadays. No, but I also have – you have to give uh, a lot of credit to Hugh Hefner because – For his social movements. For and, his social yeah. movements. He, he was the first person to allow Martin Luther King to publish an article – Martin Luther King was actually banished from public, you know, any newspapers or whatever. And Hugh Hefner allowed him to write an article and publish it in Playboy. And jazz musicians who could not yes. play because of their color got to play the Playboy clubs yes, across the country. Yes, exactly. Con- he did a lot of great things. Yeah. I- I'm, not, I'm not saying anything. I'm just talking the side that gets publicized. No, I know. I know. I couldn't know. do what he did. No. But, uh, but it was a different time. We wouldn't have podcast if it wasn't for Hugh Hefner and Freedom of Speech. That's I true. Really, I really believe that he has a, a reason we have a way to say what we want and do what we want is because he protected free speech when free speech was being attacked. Well, him and uh, the guy from Hustler, F- Flint was his name? Larry Flint. Oh, I Larry Flint. Guy, I know, but he actually is the one that went up against the— He's like a dirtier Hefner. He is, but he's the one that actually won the court decision about free speech yeah, to allow those magazines. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So he was—I uh, mean, he was, yeah, much, much but dirtier, but the t- between the two of them, I mean— that was huge. The biggest joke was I read it for the articles, but if you took it out, but there Playboy were some was great, great mar- right. articles and some great Ray, comics. Ray too. Bradbury, uh, yeah. big big names wrote for Playboy. Yeah, and sometimes they'd pick up short stories that didn't have a market. Yeah, and not only that, their interviews were normally pretty thought provoking. They'd yeah. always have somebody. There were- Articles in Playboy? There was, dude. You had to flip through uh, a few more pages. Yeah, well, in my my day of, like, seeing a Playboy, I was a pretty young kid, so believe me, I wasn't reading anything. But that's because your pages were stuck together between the pictures. I just cut all the pictures up. There were no no articles. Everything else was stuck together. Were you just concerned about what her favorite color was? I was. I wanted to know all about. Exactly. Turn-ons and turn-offs are always a question. Ice cream, turn-off, turn-off. Guys that are all about themselves. And <laughs> Actually, I've maybe like, seen one or two Playboys ever. Really? Maybe, yeah. yeah. I'll have to bring in some. I mean, y'all, like, I mean, you got to think, like, like, you can just look up Pornhub on your phone. Like, 
<laughs> yeah, but you see, but you're younger. Like when we were growing yeah. up, there was nothing like that. Right. So, right. so you, you was had like, to, that was it. You had to find your dad's stash, you know, in the garage, up on a shelf. Yep, <laughs> where nobody's supposed to know where it is. No, see, I found one of my mom's Playgirls in the bathroom. Oh, once. nice. Gross. It was yeah. gross. Gross. It was so I gross. That. I didn't know that was actually a real thing. Yeah, yeah. Playgirl. It's, yeah, and it has no association with Playboy. Nope. Which sucked. Yeah. I mean, it seems like you should be able to protect that. Um, but no, good articles, and Hefner passes away, and uh, he dies lonely. <laughs> uh, even though he had a wife at the time, I heard she was living in Las Vegas. Yeah. They said that she was with him at his side at the end, but yeah. I mean, it just it's kind of a lonely life. It's actually um, a syndrome called Peter Pan syndrome that he had. Where he just never fucking wanted to grow up, and that's it's kind of well. No, died he lonely. no, he grew up. He he. The Peter Pan syndrome was what Michael Jackson had, where you never you never really grow out of childhood. You ever you surround everything with you is very childlike. So like amusement parks and animals. What Hugh Hefner had wasn't Peter Pan syndrome. It was something else because what he surrounded himself was very mature in nature. But he never, like, I forget, there is an actual term for it, but it's, like, not childhood. It's, like, late teens kind of stuck in that kind of mentality. He was stuck in the mind of a 16-year-old boy okay. for, like, his entire life. So Peter Pan is more like, Peter yeah, Peter Pan is more like eight or, eight or nine-year-old, you know, young child, you know, full of wonder, amusement parks, you know, Disneyland kind of stuff like that. So, Yeah. All right, so we're calling our next guest. It's 820. Right, hold on. Let's see if Jimmy's phone works. Antonio Wade, 4-0. Does he know that, I, that Jones? Calling? Possibly. Okay, well, we're going to try it. The fights are November 3rd, night of knockouts. Kara Rowe will be announcing those. Nice. It is a Carlos show. At the soundboard. November 3rd. Hello, Antonio? Yeah, that's me. Hey, it's Brad. You're live on the undercard. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. How about yourself? Good. You're joined by uh, UFC fighter Cody Stamen. You got Jimmy, and we got uh, Sydney, and we got uh, Rochelle here. Uh, we're we're all excited about your fight coming up November third. First off, nobody fights anybody with undefeated records in the city until uh, Craig Lewis did it uh, versus Demetrius Banks. And now here you are going against Isaiah Jones, also an undefeated pro, uh, prospect coming up. Uh, how'd this fight come about? Uh, I was supposed to fight somebody else or whatnot from the city. It would probably would have been a big fight for the city, but they wanted uh, they wanted too much money, so we went to the next uh, next person in line. And you know they, they the promoter asked them, "Would you take the fight?" They took the fight. You know, so here we are now. Now, uh, I've watched the clip of Carlos interviewing you guys. You guys have an amateur background, but amateur background, that doesn't matter. They're two different sports. It's not like MMA where an amateur background actually matters. Amateur boxing right. has nothing to do with professional <laughs> boxing. Uh, right. You guys so split y- of- Yeah, you split your amateur oh, yeah. background. Yeah. <laughs> true. I'm sorry, I accidentally cut you off. I I have a delay. I think. Oh me. no, it's cool. Like this, this is different about amateur boxing. This uh, in amateurs, the boxing there's a lot of good amateurs, but uh, uh, sometimes you know some of them is like, it's hard for them to make a transition from an amateur to a professional, where these you know where these shots really hurt, and you know you can be knocked out easier in the in the professional ranking than the amateurs. 
And a lot of guys, they can't make that transition, and they be stuck fighting like an amateur, and they be getting hurt and running in the shop because they can't change up the game you know, from, from amateur to professional. So it's definitely a big difference. My favorite part of the interview, and not to piss off Isaiah Jones here, though, and I don't know if it was doctored because I wasn't there for the original thing, but he said he, that he wanted to fight you for a four-round amateur. There is no four-round yeah. amateurs. I said on the Golden Gloves exactly. board, it's three rounds exactly. amateurs, but you declined it. So they, they had to fight it on a three-round amateur. I'm like, what is he talking about? Um, I don't know what was going on in his head, but... There's never been a four-round amateur fight unless it's in the Olympics. <clears throat> and, uh, and, but there's never been a sanctioned four-round amateur fight nowhere in America. Now, would it be, would like it? Like on a regular show. Or, it, in an, or in a tournament. Pal, Golden Glove, Ringside. There's never been four rounds. Right. Now, would it be safe to say that there's not too much bad blood behind you guys? Because it seemed like a, a good interview that Carlos conducted. Um, right. is, this, is this just a fight to further your guys' career that uh, made the better man um, win? Or is there some bad blood there? Uh, there's no bad blood. It's just it's a fight. Um, they feel like they can win, but I know I'm going to win. And, uh, I mean... I guess they feel like they got something to prove or whatnot, but I mean, fighting me, I feel like I, I feel like anybody that's fighting me, they feel like they got something to prove because I'm a big task to take on, and just not everybody gonna get signed to fight me like that. So I, I guess they get going off of uh, confidence and, and thinking about the amateur days or whatnot when we fought the amateur. You know, it was totally different. I think it's just going off that, but it's, it's a total ball, different ball game. Like I told you, you know, but uh, I, I mean, really, just a fight for money, just a fight for to, to for supremacy for the city, to to basically certain, uh, solidify your name in the city, and you know, I mean, I wouldn't say I fought the best competition in the pros. You know, everybody I fought, I feel like I should beat. You know, but I guess this is supposed to be a step up fight for me and him. To, to solidify our skills and solidify that we real fighters and whatnot. But, you know, I'm, I'm just going to box and make it easy, all that, you know, and whatever happens from there happens. But, I mean, really, to me, it's just another fight. I don't really feel no type of way for it. You know, I mean, the money is a little bit better for this fight, but, you know, this is just another fight. You've mentioned money three times. I got to ask, <laughs> uh, what, what are you guys getting paid? Uh, I don't know about him, but I, I got I got a nice purse. So I you know I ain't gonna disclose what the amount is, but it's nice. All right, I'm I'm gonna throw out stuff you could buy, and you tell me if you could buy it with this paycheck or you couldn't buy it with this paycheck. Could you buy okay. a ten thousand dollar used car? Not a ten thousand dollar used car, but a uh, six thousand dollar home entertainment center. A few more, a few more thousand I probably buy. <laughs> six thousand dollar home entertainment center. Yes. Okay. How about an eight thousand <laughs> dollar prostitution <laughs> ring? Could you you afford an eight thousand dollar prostitution ring? Can I do what now? Yeah, uh, buy an eight thousand dollar prostitution ring with this uh, paycheck. Uh, you said uh, uh, what type of ring? <laughs> <laughs> eight thousand, eight eight thousand dollar jewelry ring. It doesn't matter. Could you afford eight thousand oh, okay. dollars? No, not, not, not that high. All right, so I'm going to say around seven. That's a good payday. Good for you guys. Uh, you say it's not a step up, but it is because it's an eight-rounder. Both you guys haven't fought eight rounds, 
Um, so no. uh, tell us a little bit about the challenges of an eight-round fight. Both of you guys are going to take this challenger on the I same mean, playing field. Um, well, I'm sparring, you know, eight to ten rounds in the gym. And I always be well prepared for my fight. Even when I fight six rounds, four rounds, six rounds, whatever I fought, I be well prepared. Like, I know you see me fight. Even when I'm in the fourth round, it should make it to the fourth round mark. And after the fight over, I always have more. So I feel like going this eight, I don't think it's going to be a big task for me because I, I know I control the fight, slow the pace down. I know... You know, I know real tricks to the trade, so I don't think it's going to be a big thing for me. I'm ready. You know, I, I train hard anyway. I spar two, three different guys for this fight. I'm going eight rounds, ten rounds. So I don't think it's going to be a big thing for me. I'm ready just doing the main thing. What I know he don't have is, is composure. And that's the message you got to have. You got to be poised and composed and disciplined to go eight rounds. You just can't go out there throwing punches wild and stay because you're going to burn yourself out. But if he trains for that way, maybe he can. But, I mean, I can't say what they're going to do, but I know what I'm going to do. I'm, I'm I'm ready to go eight rounds. Now, your dad uh, was looking to fight. Is is, that, is this going to be a possibility? Is this going to happen? Uh, to my understanding, this is going to happen. He's going to fight Gerald Cunningham. That's awesome on the same card, right? So it's going to be a father-son card. I'm trying to figure out how often that's happened. It's nothing that you can easily Google, but I'm pretty sure it's not happened that often. It's not something that happens often. But see, your dad's in, like, a great shape. How old is your dad again? He told me when he was uh, originally denied by the state. He's 58, right? And he's in better shape than most people I know. Yep. That's true. All right, so he is going to be fighting on the card because I, I hadn't heard confirmation yet, but it looks like it's gonna it's a go. From from my from our end, it's a go. Everything the contract signed, uh, he got cleared from the commission. Everything is a go. So you got the so you got the biggest fight of your career, and then earlier in the day, uh, your dad, who is always in your corner, is going to be fighting Daryl Cunningham. How, how have you guys right. worked out the logistics, and how, how how do you stay calm for um, your very dangerous fight versus Isaiah Jones? I mean, I'm going to be tired and relaxed no matter what, and no matter who in my corner, because at the end of the day, you can have anybody in the corner. If the fighter doesn't show up, or if the fighter not ready or prepared, the fighter not going to do what you do. I don't care if I have Freddie Roach, Floyd Sr., uh, any, any, any of the trainers that train people now, uh, you can think of Ryan Shields, anybody. If the fighter not right, it ain't going to matter who in your corner. So that's how I, that's how I always think. Mm-hmm. I love his, his, his voice and everything. But I got uh, Jimmy Paul working in my corner. For, uh, he, I work with him in the amateur, so me and him got chemistry. So he's going to be there for now on anyway. Yeah, we love Jimmy Paul, the crock, uh, the crock background and everything like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just a classic guy. Uh, yeah, you know, I just call him smooth. The way he deals with fighters, yeah, yeah, he's just he's smooth. Yeah, smooth, yeah. I, I honestly don't feel like this is one of the biggest fights in my career. Honestly, I feel like on paper, they giving this fight a lot of press because on paper, because he's 4 0 and I'm 4 0. And it doesn't happen. But, you know, any. Huh? It never happens. People don't risk their undefeated records in Michigan, and that's why it's getting yeah, attention. I mean, because everybody, everybody not 
not first of all, I feel like this fight wouldn't happen if it wasn't for me. But everybody, uh, everybody not like me, you know, and 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 you know, I control my destiny. I control my I control my career. I'm unsigned. I'm independent. I don't have a manager or promoter or nothing. So I paid my own way. I make my own moves. On the other hand, where he has somebody telling him. The dude, I don't know his name, he, it's his manager, I don't know whatever he is for him, but he has somebody telling him, oh, take this, do this, do that, or oh, oh, this would be a good fight for you, or this, that, the third. So at the end of the day, he don't have a last face so He got to act, he got to answer to Greg, Coverson, and whoever else in his ear. I don't, when I want to fight somebody, I just fight him. Like, come on, let's get it. My dad's telling me, oh, it's whatever you want, but I'm just here to help him. So... At the end of the day, I, I control my own destiny. I feel like the fight with the other person would have been probably a little bit bigger, but it is what it is. And, I mean, they've been putting a few names at me in the stadium. Everybody that asked me what I fight, I took it. I mean, anybody that know me, no, I'm not scared to fight nobody. And I, I don't care about that putting the own around. It's nothing because at the end of the day, if you're fighting guys, if you've been fighting guys that you're supposed to beat your whole career, how you ever know? How, how you ever gonna know how I feel to put everything on the line? How you gonna ever know if you're a real fighter? How you gonna ever know if, if the championship or, or or world title is worth if you just find guys that you're supposed to beat your whole career? Right. Or guys that, or guys that you know you put they put me in there like oh he he's supposed to be him we gonna know we know he's gonna be him. Well, how's you gonna be ready for anything that's coming in, in the next stage of your career if you just find guys like that to get there? You never gonna know. <laughs> in this fight, I know I know for a fact I can beat him. I know I'm going to beat him. I'm going to box him. I'm going to make the fight easy. I'm going to make it entertaining. I'm just going to use my skills. But the thing of it is, this fight is drawing a lot of attention, a lot of attention because people really think he can beat me, or you know, it's, it's, it's raising eyebrows because, and that's why this fight so so. That's why I got a big feeling to it. That's why people think it's a bigger fight than what it is, and. And people who like really like in their mind, oh well, yeah, I think this and that. You know, that's that's what's making the fight interesting because people got a lot of question marks behind it. You know, but anybody that knows real boxing know I'm I'm a very skilled, technical fighter, and they know I'm I'm just gonna it's gonna be real it's gonna be a real nice thing to see. I'm just gonna put it like that. I'm curious. This uh, the bigger fight that's ducking you. Can you can you give us like two words that rhymes I'm with their names? I'm not gonna put it out there because it might it might happen in the future. Well, I'm g- not gonna put it out there, but it, it might happen in the future. Rhyme rhyme his name future. so we know in the studio. Give us like you say what? Like give us give us two words that are close to his name so we know in the studio who you're talking I can't, about. I can't I can't give any details. Can't even rhyme it. Like it might happen next year, but look. I How about initials? Told me this last week that you wanted to have me on the show because I would love to change down the city, talk to y'all, and talk to everybody. I would love to be there, but I was training today and it conflicted. It was conflicting with my time and my training, so I, I, I couldn't make. It's okay. Uh, we know it's almost fight week. Once again, we're joined by Antonio Wade. Uh, it looks like his dad's going to be fighting also Daryl Cunningham on the same card, November third at the Soundboard. Hit the um, son of a preacher man. Yeah, that's the yeah. Daryl Cunningham, a night of knockouts, eleven at the Soundboard. I still think this is the best venue um, for MMA and boxing in the uh, the Detroit area. It just has an intimate feel. Um, 
yeah, thank you so much for joining us, Antonio. Best of luck. No problem. Uh, thank you for having me. It's always great to sit down and talk with you guys. I really appreciate everything you guys do for, for sports talk, for sports period. Everything. Thank you. I appreciate y'all for having me. Well, why don't you? Why don't you and your dad come in next Tuesday? Because I, I got to talk to your dad. Fifty-eight. Uh, that's right that's here. not young. You know. I let him. I definitely let him know because I don't like to have him down there. I think it'd be a good look. And then you could come too. And then we'll, we'll we'll call Isaiah and we'll get it. We'll get it sparking. We'll get those last tickets sold. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. That'd be good. And then then off the I record, wink, wink. You can here. tell us that bigger fight that ducked you. Yeah, maybe I will, but <laughs> not right now. I, but I'm ready, man. I'm sharp. I feel good. My body feels good. My mind is sharp. Everything is running good. I've been, I'm in good shape. I'm ready to go. Well, you don't have to sell us. We know you're one of the best in uh, the nation, not even just the state, my man. So we'll talk to you yeah, soon. You yeah. take care. Thank you so much for joining us. All right, yeah. I'm going uh, to I'm contact I'm you probably tomorrow let you know if uh, me and my dad are going to come. I'm, I'm going to come Tuesday for sure. I'm going to let you know if we both will be there tomorrow. That's right. I mean, your dad's 58. It might be past his bedtime, but get him here anyways. <laughs> we start, right. show, we start right, the show man. late. All right, I'll talk to you soon. Take Thank care, buddy. Man. I appreciate it. All right, that's Antonio Wade. Night of Knockouts, 11, November 3rd, soundboardticketmaster.com. Yeah, his dad's going to fight, but his dad's that's in incredible crazy. shape. He'll, he'll, he'll show you sometimes. He'll just pull up his abs, and it, it, it's cut pull like Pull up Cody. his abs? No, no, like pull up a shirt, and his abs will oh, show. Okay. Like, I mean, he's still in shape, and probably could kill most boxers yeah. still out there. We'll get him to how rhyme old, the name. How old is uh, his opponent? Daryl Cunningham, probably 37, 36. Oh, wow. It's okay. up there. But, I mean, uh, I, I was thinking maybe, you know, a little bit older than me, but he's younger than me. Right. We got to get crazy. Cody to that show, too. Uh, yeah. Mo Adams the is boxing, the main event. The boxing show? Yep. Yeah. Mo Adams brings, like, everybody. Yeah. It's just like, and they he all does. rush the, the uh, ring afterwards. I think... Uh, Drew Murray from our gym is fighting there, so I'll probably end up there. Yeah, uh, his brother is too. Rick Murray's fighting John Chalback again. All day Murray. All day That's Murray. what I meant. I meant to say Rick. There you <laughs> He's the one that's fighting, <laughs> not Drew. It's all right. Drew doesn't train at our gym anymore. Dude, I was trying hard to get that name out. Us. I, I, we got the salary. It's in between seven and eight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, just, I was like, so. he, he didn't understand <laughs> prostitution ring. I was Wait, like, why did you go with that? I don't no. know. Because that's what it costs on the market, I hear. I don't know. Why would you know this? CNBC. You've been, <laughs> been on the market, huh? <laughs> exactly. No, I, no, no, I, I, I switched it to jewelry. Sleep over there? Blackmarket.com. Sure, I was going to say, are you trying to get into the pimping business? Nah, I mean, nah. is that. Is but that I'm always curious what they make. Cody, aren't you, as a fighter, always curious what people make? I mean, yeah. I, I'm just. Uh, I have a pretty good idea, though, most of the time, like what guys are making. Yeah. It's based on how many tickets they sell and who they're fighting. I have a good idea. Yeah. Because, I mean, I manage myself in my first, like, 12, 13 fights. You think you'll get in management after it's all said and done? Or what would. Um, Me? Yeah. Oh, I have a manager. No, 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 no. You think you'll get into management? Would get that be ma- something no, you hell like? No. No. <laughs> hell no. You're not going to be, like, an old, crusty, you know, like. Uh, no. Um, Mickey or whatever, you're a bum. You're a bum. <laughs> no, no, no. Sydney is he a good a, negotiator? There's a there's a lot of uh, is he a good negotiator. Yeah, yeah, he could do it. I just can't see him doing it. Yeah, pretty stern. I don't think I could do it. Like if someone, I don't know. I just don't have the, I don't have the patience to, like, <laughs> to yeah, deal with to is. deal with fighters. I'm more like, hey man, do you want this fight? No, well fuck you. <laughs> I'd be terrible at it. <laughs> Okay, so last week we were all serious about your fight. We broke down your fight. We broke down the Vegas uh, uh, 
uh, tragedy. And uh, have you figured out how you guys are going to auction off your stuff yet, or is so, that still in the process? Uh, so I, I, the the way I think I'm going to get the most money, I think the easiest way would just be to take my stuff and send it mm-hmm. to the you know whatever their whatever the and they the put Las it Vegas donation, and then they would put it up for auction. But I think the way I can get the most money is to start a GoFundMe and be like, you know, if you if you donate X amount to this account, I'll send you a shirt, X amount, I'll send you a poster, X amount, I'll send you whatever the hell you want. And then, you know, once everybody fills out all that, you know, all that, uh, all, like, you know, those those amounts, you know, like once I get those six donations, whatever GoFundMe was going to take, I'm just going to cut a check. You know, take all the money from the GoFundMe, just cut a check for that, and whatever the you know, GoFundMe takes like five percent or whatever, and just you know whatever the total amount was, and I'll just cut a check and I'll send it to. Be careful with GoFundMe too; they take a very, very large percentage in taxes. That has nothing to do with GoFundMe. The IRS will take about sixty percent of whatever you generate. Oh wow! Yeah, a lot of people don't know that, but yeah, the IRS will tax the hell out of you because it's a it's a it's a chair, like a fundraising thing or something like that. So the tax thing is different. So, yeah, it's pretty bad. So I'm just giving you fair warning. I don't want to get taxed for it. Yeah. That might sway me as to what I'll do. Yeah. I would say your best bet is probably to, to donate it to whatever they're doing out there and they can auction it off. Because, like I yeah, said, but, if you but do. Like, I, like I, I was thinking that, uh, you know, what somebody would pay – that doesn't know me compared to if I right. if I post it on my page, right. my fans. You know what I mean? Well, you could do. Me. I mean, you could do a thing. Just don't do it through GoFundMe. Maybe I just I don't know. I just don't want people to think that I'm just selling these shirts and saying you know what I mean. I don't no, want you could do it, but like, it, like if you, if you created like an event, like a like let's say a Facebook Sorry. event page or whatever, and then put those items up as an auction. You know, uh-huh. it it's possibility. I think there's ways, but yeah. Be careful with like things like GoFundMe or whatever, because a lot of people that like you know uh, put them up for like you know paying for medical bills and stuff like that. Like mm. they thought they raised like twenty thousand dollars, they paid for their kidney operation, and the IRS comes and says, "Yeah, you owe us fourteen thousand oh, dollars." I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, whatever you when you do figure it out, we'll start blasting on the undercard and make sure yeah. everybody knows about it. Uh, the other thing you guys talked about is that you said you wanted to take a little bit of a break. So I wanted to know what you and uh, Sydney have been up to this last week. What, what's a fighter do on his on his break? Has he been sleeping a lot, or have you guys been eating out? Or oh, we've been eating a lot. <laughs> yeah, we eat a lot. You, you, you polished the rest of the lasagna. You sent me I a Snapchat. It. I told you I ate it by the next morning. <laughs> it reheats well, right? It tastes almost the same. I never even put it back in the microwave. I just <laughs> ate it. It was gone. Yeah, and my, oh, my, my brother helped too. Yeah. We, between him and I, we polished the whole thing off. And then I just uh, see Cody sitting on the couch with like the thing. Just don't look at me. I know. Oh, no, dude, he doesn't I was use like, forks. I, don't know. <laughs> he just, I was just like, <laughs> I like never. I like. I don't sit down very much. So I'm like always like picking. Know, yeah, yeah. yeah, picking. Yeah. yeah. So I like go in the kitchen and I'll just like Boop. eat a little bit of it. Go back, mess around something. Go back, eat a little. That's more. what he does. I'll make dinner and say I make spaghetti and I don't. Or have chili. Like, have like a little plate and yeah. then you just keep yeah. going back and forth. There's, there'll be a million forks though in my sink <laughs> because we'll go back like <laughs> get a new fork. You do yeah. because you don't want the residue of the stuff that you've eaten. Plastic forks. Like, yeah, I'm like telling you an hour ago. I'm telling you. It's like Cody. 
Well, no, just get everything <laughs> disposable. Chili. Disposable plates, disposable forks. Dispo- no, you never God, have to do dishes. No, yeah, no that's, that's, that's no, not, that's not a bad bad idea. No, so you, it's you guys, a great idea. You guys been eating out? Is that what it is? Or uh, we've been eating out. Yeah. We haven't cooked food since. Because the whole diet, all I ate was like I ate at home. Everything was like meal prepped. Sydney did it. Uh, so it's like it's nice to be able to go out to eat and. What's eat the worst thing you want. ate? Did you touch any fast food? Uh, I don't think no. so. Okay, no fast food. No fast food. I was thinking about getting Taco Bell, but then I just. Maybe I've just been going Taco to restaurants Bell. and ordering like three appetizers. <laughs> I want three two entrees. I want this entree. <laughs> And bring me dessert first. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. and like by the time I'm like, I'm like into one appetizer and, and I'm like, mom, man, I'm full. I'm not sure I can eat this. What but I, I was really yeah, bad. Endless, endless fish last night. Endless yeah, I went to fry. you ever go to Lily's Seafood? No, they got really good food. They got good food. Yeah, I got endless. Uh, I don't know. I got endless fish fry. I only got I only got through two plates, but I was really confident that I was going to do like five. <laughs> <laughs> I got through two plates, and then you and, and then you start getting the sweats, and you're like, yeah, yeah. <sighs> well, because you eat like half of mine too. So yeah, I like, <laughs> yeah, I eat a lot of hers. Too. That's really like four plates, probably. Now, Sydney, you you let us in on a secret that you can't keep anything in the house because this guy picks at it. Is it, is your house pretty full with stuff now? Because he, he's taking just a I couple week breaks. Away. You threw no, it all away? I mean, we had one night. I took a picture. I think we, we live, like, pretty close to the CVS, and we just run, went over there, and we were, like, oh, went kind of crazy. And got, like, Cheez-Its and cereal, and then we ate, like, a little bit of all of it, and then we're like, we got to get rid of this. <laughs> like, we just threw So it I got a bunch of cookies and milk. Just, like, every, like, just all had a whole, like... Okay, binge and purge. Binge yeah. and purge. Yep. Smorgasbord of sugar, right? Because you can't touch sugar. Yeah, you usually can't have sugar. And the worst thing about, like, you know the bad thing about, like, uh... Going from being on a really, really good diet until, like, eating, like, crap is, is, like... Heartburn. You, yeah, heart heartburn, <laughs> but you feel like crap. Yeah. <laughs> you really do feel yeah. like crap. I mean, like, I eat, yeah. and I'm just like... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like no a barren tranquilizer. Yes. Yeah, I don't want to do anything. I'm like, oh, man, I'm like, I'm ready to get back on a diet. That's why today, like, there was, like, a cake sitting on my counter. I just grabbed it and <laughs> threw it all away. Dumped a bag of cheese. It's like, I didn't, I didn't just, like... I didn't just like throw the box in the garbage. I like dumped everything in the garbage. So it touches stuff like, so cookies, you don't go yeah, fishing like, back <laughs> out. Yeah. It's got to be contaminated. I took a whole bag of chips and dumped it in the garbage. Oh, like, wow. It was pretty messed up what I did. I mean, <laughs> So it looks like the honeymoon's over, Sydney. He's already gone back to the the barren house. Yeah, man, yeah. it's over. It's over? Oh, yeah, it's no. Over. Oh. No, I'll keep stuff. I'll buy stuff and put it in the house and not worry about it. You but hide it. In that eight weeks, like coming up to a fight, there is nothing in our house. Okay, That's so we, I, can, I can't cheat. You know so I mean? eat it. <laughs> like, I can't be there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you like you have to work out three times a day, and it's like, oh, here's what you can eat, and it's like a little piece of chicken and it's some like veggies. One almond. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, uh, after you eat it, you're like, well, that didn't really dent my stomach. You're still starving. Yeah. See, even so if, there's, so if there's like a cookie in the house, you're just like, I can just have one cookie. <laughs> See, next thing you know, you're just like, oh, I eat that whole box. <laughs> Even for the non-athletic side of the table here, and I think I'm speaking for Jimmy, Rochelle, and me here because Sydney looks in shape. <laughs> we'll eat something like McDonald's it. or something like that, and we'll feel like crap. So you're like a well-oiled machine athlete here. I can't imagine what junk food feels to an athlete. Like it has to be double because like I'll eat something bad and I'll feel like shit, but I'm yeah, like five minutes already after, yeah, shit. I just, like, so I just, just start like, like oh. I just start like sweating. And I'm just like feel like my gut is just stuck, and I just don't want to move. 
Like, oh. Did your intestines get like the gargling and stuff? Yeah. Like, what the fuck did I you just do? Farting uncontrollably. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck did you just give us, dude? We're come on, yeah. stay away from the TB. It's like, it's like if you owned a Ferrari and you were getting like the premium grade gasoline, and then all of a sudden you put in like the regular stuff. Yeah. The engine's like, what the shit did I do to you, dude? We're a actually, fucking Ferrari. Actually, today's like the first day that I ate like like healthy again, <laughs> and like I feel pretty good about it. I That's good. good well, that's cool. You guys ever been to Payway? No, what's that? No. It's an Asian place? It's no. pretty good. It's pretty good. It's like a Qdoba for Asian food. It's pretty oh. Good. I liked it. Uh, there's a yeah, – I mean, this is in Sterling Heights, but I found a place called um, – I think it's called the Chickpea Kitchen. And it's basically uh, chicken shawarmas but like Subway. So oh, like – You make, make it? Yeah. So what you, they have bowl and they have uh, a pita pocket. You pick uh, white rice or cracked wheat and then steak, chicken, or something else. And then they have different vegetables that you can put in it or That's on it. Cool. It, is, it is really cool. I, <laughs> just, like, just dump the garlic sauce in there. Well, that but that's why at the end they're like, you can get whatever. And I'm like, garlic. They're just like. <laughs> The garlic I mean, sauce. It's they, really, they, make, they make the, I don't know. Yeah. I know it's not that healthy, but man, it's good. Oh, it's, it's really good. And then they just open a sushi place right by me. Fat salmon sushi. It's actually pretty good. We eat mango a lot. We just had it earlier. Now I looked Did you guys up. Go to Royal Oak Mango. Mm-hmm. Yes. We yeah. yeah the waitress there. knows it's one of us. My favorite places. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you got the rewards program on your phone? You scan <laughs> the barcode. I don't go there quite that much. Oh my god. We get free food every time we're there. Really? Because I yeah. get that many points. I think like we used to oh, go wow. there more before yeah, yeah. we live. We live so close to it, and we went there way more before we moved. You know, Qdoba is like walking distance, so I go there a lot. Qdoba's good, though, too. You can get healthy stuff there. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, really quickly, uh, for people that are looking to donate even before Cody gets his uh, uh, thing up, uh, so the Clark County Sheriff, Joe Lombardo, and County Commissioner Chairman Steve, and I'm not going to get his name right, S-I-S-O-L-A-K, has raised $11 million on a gun GoFundMe page for the victims. But in the last week, the total only rose by a half million. They're, they're saying that it's because it's not in the public eye as much as pos, uh, as it was before. Um, Feinberg said the leaders of under other fundraising efforts totaling a few more million have expressed interest in merging their money for distribution under protocols his firm is developing. The, fir- the firm will suggest a plan for who gets money, families of those killed, people treated at hospitals for starters. Um. So yeah, there's a. Then so if Cody wants to look into it, it's the Clark County Sheriff Joe Lombardo. Maybe you can jump jump on his and he can auction or something. I don't know. Uh, that's that's a GoFundMe page out there for the victims. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. So we're gonna wrap up the show, Cody. I do got a great idea for your brother next week. Hope he doesn't listen to the show right now. He's not. But we um we'll think of well, a good why prank not? for him. You know. <laughs> He's playing he video games. Oh, right. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, so we'll think of a good prank for him, and uh, we'll we'll see if it works. Uh, so join us next week. We are off on Halloween, though. Halloween falls on a Tuesday. We will not be here on Tuesday, October thirty first. Pre-programming, scheduling out and about. Uh, last week's podcast just got released, and we broke down Cody's fight, the life of a fighter in weight, uh, uh, the weight cut. Uh, I'm going to send it to Cody. It's, it's going to go out to the masses. Go check that out. It was a podcast I was very proud of. We really got into what it takes to cut weight and be a fighter in the UFC fight. And then we talked about the tragedy in Vegas. So we will be back next week. Thank you so much, Sydney, Cody, 
Jimmy, Rochelle. See you next week. Take care. Yeah.